big questions answered today. How do you find and buy your first home when it's three states away? How do you know who to trust in this process? And how did this couple go from clueless and confused to buying a duplex three states away and making that purchase while part of the time one person was in one state and one was in the other? And finally, how did they make their final move with all of their stuff two dogs, and a car that only topped out at 35 miles an hour when they were driving up the mountains. Let's hear these answers. All right, everybody out there, it's uh, your favorite type of podcast, the one with a real-life homebuyer. Someone who listened to the podcast called me up and figured out how to buy a home. This is Dan in Tacoma, Washington. Dan, how are you doing today? I'm good. How are you, David? Fantastic. Now, uh, we're recording this right after Valentine's Day. You moved in uh, when? Last summer? Is that correct? Yeah, last summer. I believe August is when we closed. Fantastic. And uh, Was this just you? Did you do this with a partner? Was it you and a dog? Who bought the house? Um, so we moved up from California and, uh, and it was me and my, me and my wife, she stayed down there. I moved up here in June, uh, and then to find the house. And then I went, once I got it, we, I went down there and we drove up us and the dogs. Wow. Okay. Well, that's juicy. I want to get, I'm writing my notes on that. I want to get into that. That's going to be something pe people really want to know about. Um, so before we jump into all the stuff, so what was uh, probably the the biggest piece of advice? I tell people all the time, never take advice from anybody unless they bought a home in the last, you know, six to eight months, um, sometimes even six to eight weeks. But what was the biggest thing that either positively or negatively, something that surprised you or something that you were really glad you found out about? What would you like to share to other people so that they can have a smoother process? That's a Big question. I mean, honestly, yeah. um, all we did was really just trust in, in the process, right? And um, uh, your process, basically. Um, you know, uh, we were in a financial position. We had prepared for the last four years, and we were in a financial position to to just proceed. And uh, we were so unsure of how to do so. We knew nothing about the process. We knew nothing. Uh, and then when I found your podcast, I just listened to what you said to do and I did it. And, uh, and then we ended up in a, in a house. So I guess maybe the big takeaway is don't be afraid to not know anything or to feel completely uncomfortable with the process. As long as you can find people that you feel like you can trust. Wow. Boy, fantastic soundbite. Uh, and I'll, I'll take the ego strokes. Thank you very much. Uh, it only took me 17 years of doing this job to, you know, be a trusted go-to source. So, um, <laughs> but hey, that's awesome. Um, I, I really appreciate what you said, Dan, that I say it in the podcast sometimes that it's okay to be ignorant. It's not a, mm. it's not a bad word. Ignorant just means, you know, I think sometimes it has a negative connotation because it feels like there's some purpose behind it. But ignorance can just be because you're figuring out the rest of your life. And when you get to this point, you need somebody to walk you along the way. Let's dig into this. You and your wife separately, California to Tacoma. Those of you on the East Coast, think uh, Philly to Tampa. Um, like, it's far. So tell us, how did you, how did you do that whole situation? Um, well, so we moved, we moved up here because my wife's grandma lives up here and we wanted to be closer with her. And so we had already known the destination 
and uh, we had a place for me to stay, uh, essentially. So I stayed with grandma um, and when we just did it, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, we just did it. I mean, uh, the dogs needed to stay behind. We had obligations in California, so she stayed behind to fulfill those. And, and I came up here and, and yeah, I mean, I wish I could be more specific, but we just, just did it. How did you do the shopping? Did you do shopping online and then make trips? Um, you know, what was the process? Cause the people always ask me, how do I buy something from out of state? Understood. Um, we looked on Zillow and I was talking with my wife earlier about this. She was reminding me. So we, we were on Great. Zillow for several months um, looking at different houses and not just Zillow, but all of them and looking at different houses in different areas, um, trying to figure out exactly what we wanted. Um, and so we narrowed it down to, you know, things like it had to have a, a, a yard for the dogs and it had to have uh, we want my wife really wanted a hot tub. So we looked for ones that already had a hot tub, um, you know, and different things like that. And then just sort of got the idea about what we were looking for down. Um, and then when I came up here, the first weekend I was up here, actually, I just let, you know, I, I had a couple that I had found online and I just let the realtor know that those were the ones that I'd like to look at. And we went, we went looking. And you started the conversation with your unicorn realtor before you went up there, correct? Th that's correct. Yeah. Yeah. So really, um, it was, I found your podcast. I listened, uh, to the podcast for three or four, maybe five days, you know, a few episodes and, and almost in every podcast you said things like, uh, you know, call me, text me, don't wait, you know? Um, and, and we had already, like I said, done four years of financial prep, so we were ready to go. And so I just called you uh, or I texted you, I think. And, yeah. uh, and I expected to be hit up for like a subscription fee or I expected to not hear back for a while. I heard back within like 20 minutes. Right. And then, <laughs> and then 20 minutes after that, I had the number for our, our realtor, Randy Wells, uh, up yep. here. And, uh, and then I, I hit up Randy the next day and, and then we started talking and then I just, it was just a matter of me getting up there to, to start looking. Yeah. Uh, it's been, it's been really fun. We started in 2019 and I've become, um, at some point a matchmaking service. If you, if you understand and you believe, uh, you can either go out and take the stuff I give you and find someone on your own or, uh, you can reach out. Yeah, I looked back at our initial correspondence. It was uh, back, let's see, last April. And you're like, all right, I listened to three episodes. You said reach out. I, here I am. And then when you gave me your city, it was great. And that was mostly because of what you talked about, that preparation. So I think removing the fear for people who are trying to go from one town to whether it's in-state but far away or to a completely other state if you're prepared, then it's just a matter of finding the right person, and you definitely should start before you end. Don't wait till you geographically get there to start. Um, that's a great point. Um, so let's talk about the preparation. We'll go way back, but we'll go, you know, before the podcast, uh, BP, uh, talk to us about the four years of planning that you did because you guys got a, a nice substantial home up there in Spokane uh, in the $700,000 range. So you'd been working for four years. What did you guys do? Uh, any tips on planning, spreadsheets, budgeting, or things like that? Um. I, I, I wish I was full of tips, but I, I, I'm just, that's just not the, the type of guy I am, honestly. Um, there, there, for the house, there really wasn't. I mean, I, I was fortunate enough to be involved in a family business um, that, that, you know, was a lot of hours and a lot of stress, but allowed me to 
uh, us, I should say, uh, to bank a significant amount of money. And so really what it was was just uh, that that arrangement ended and uh, and then I had a sizable nest egg and we knew that we wanted to move up here and we knew we wanted to buy a house and we knew that a large portion of that was earmarked for for that process and and that, that was it really. Well, that's that's still very much a big tip because you can use that a couple different ways. You know, to me, I heard lots of time and lots of hours. So if you're in a salary job, that sounds to me like side hustle. You know, you were just in the situation, it sounds like with your family, that you could just pick more time up. And were you automating your savings? Were you uh, uh, pulling back on anything? Uh, Or were you just taking the extra hours and putting the extra hours straight into an account? Yeah, I mean, it, a bit complicated, but essentially it was automated. Yeah, it was. Okay. Um, it was just performance-based. And so more hours equaled better performance equaled, you know, more in the bank. Nice. Yeah. Nice. And uh, how did it work for you as far as your employment? Did you stay uh, in the same job? Did you get a new job when you moved? A lot of people asked for me about that, about their loan approval. Oh, gotcha. Um, I I got a new job because uh, again that was that was a, a family business. Yes. That, uh, yeah, it's no longer in the family. Um, but I'm I'm a I'm a mechanic, so it's easy to find work anywhere. Okay. Um, but I did have to establish employment. Um, and so I just got a job at the quickest place I could get. You know, that was going to pay me a decent amount of money once I got up here. I actually had that job before I before I drove up to Spokane. Um, and then uh, I think it was a. I think it was a 30-day employment uh, is what they needed to see um, before they would approve the loan. Okay, that's that's a really great tip. Um, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna ask: Did you stay with that employment, or did you just use that employment to get approved for the loan and then look for something else? Um, I I no longer work there, so yeah. I mean, it didn't it didn't work out, you know, long term. Okay. But it was enough to get the you know to get the loan. So, but that, that's huge. I mean, I mean, that's gigantic. What you're telling people, Dan, is uh, a lot of people will think they need to move to a place, rent for a year or two, establish themselves with a job, and then they can get approved for a loan. But this is really important for people to know. If you're established and you've done the savings part like you guys did, congratulations, then you can make the move with a job that you might not stay at forever and just use that job until you get the loan approved. I've had people that have uh, uh, knew they were going to change jobs, bought the house, and like a week after they they quit and, you know, started a whole new career. Because um, mm. once you're in, you're in. So that's great. What was what was the part of the process that uh, that you weren't ready for, that shocked you or, or surprised you or things that popped up? Um, I was surprised by how quickly it all happened, <laughs> you know, um, and interestingly enough, maybe this is the time to mention it. I mean, uh, I was here for a weekend. I was here for a day or so, and then it was the weekend and we looked at one house and then we looked at the second house and the second house is the house we ended up buying. So wow. uh, I didn't even need to shop, <laughs> So you know, wow. so it really, it was the second house. We found it, we put in an offer. I think it was like a few days later, you know, it was accepted and then it was just, you know, so, so that was, that was the shocking part was just how quickly everything sort of fell into place. Now, was that luck of the draw or was that because you had spent so much time on Zillow and the other sites kind of getting your mental picture of what you wanted? Um, I think it was probably... 
I don't know. I think it was a bit of both. I mean, the first house we looked at, because we still weren't entirely 100% sure. I mean, in, in Spokane, there's one side of the city that's, you know, 100-year-old houses that are very um, uh, aesthetically pleasing, right? And yes. one sort of sub thing. And then on, on the side where we ended up, it was, you know, this house built in 87. And so we we hadn't... So the first house I looked at was one of the older houses. And it quickly became clear that that's not what we wanted, right? And then the second house just happened to be this duplex that, that we ended up in. Um, the luck, I think, happened in the fact that it was in our price range and also um in very good condition and had the hot tub and had everything that that we wanted so all right well talk to us about that because boy do i get people all over the country asking me about house hack and duplex uh how's that working out for you it's working out extremely well and actually again that's another thank you i got to give to you because I, we got the idea for the for the duplex or um from from your podcast i mean yeah. um we we hadn't even considered that um and then uh, we you know you gave us the idea and we started looking at at houses where they either had an adu or had the ability to develop an adu uh and then with an eye sort of towards duplexes but none of the duplexes that we were seeing coming up were not were anything we would consider living in right because we knew we were going to live in one side and rent out the other and so um you know you hear duplex and sometimes you hear you know our our, our thought was that like a sort of negative connotation with a duplex um for whatever reason you know you you hear the people through the walls or you're too close to it or whatnot yeah. but this one just happened to be happened to be perfect um yeah. So, I mean, and, and it came up. I'm sorry. I, I, my mind blanked for a moment. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> you answered the question. Perfect. It's actually, it leads me into something that I, I think is important for everyone to understand. Uh, there are a lot of people that come to me, whether they've uh, read a book, clicked on one of those podcasts or websites where they make you pay for a seminar, not like here. Um, and, uh, and they will talk to you about house hacking and they will talk to you about duplexes. Uh, there is absolutely not a blueprint. It is different from, t from, you know, Tacoma to Seattle, to Wichita, to Portland, every place is different. And, uh, you're going to find the, the ability to just move into some place and be happy in that one place and rent out the other side. It, it is totally up to what's available in the area. People ask me all the time in Southern California, and I have to explain to them, the only duplexes by the beach down here are little teeny beach houses, and you better be ready to live like a 19-year-old surfer. You know, it's not your first-time family home. So for you guys, your mind was open through the podcast, and then this one on the newer side of town, because um, I'm assuming on the older side of town, the only options were ADUs, like converted garage or things, because they didn't build a lot of, lot of duplex-type places back then. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So then over, over in the new part of town, you found this 87 place. And and was it something that you actively told Randy, hey, we're looking for this? Or did he go, hey, here's an option? No, actually, we found it on Zillow. Awesome. Um, yeah, yeah. It popped up like a day before I got here. <laughs> so, and, and, and I'm talking, I mean, it was months where we were looking and we were not happy with anything. And then this thing popped up. Um, and so, yeah. <laughs> You know, I'm just I'm just getting ready to release. It'll either be right before or after this one. Um, a podcast on on you know people ask me, okay, here I am. What do I do? And I tell people it's it, 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 in the podcast. I said it's like a game of shoots and ladders. You all don't come to me at the very beginning. At the bottom, 
you're in, you had four years, you guys were halfway up the board, you know, but what was interesting is to, as you start looking around, suddenly you see this ladder and you're like, wait a minute, if we want to use this home to establish our financial stability for the rest of our lives, we could use this, keep it and rent it if it was just a single unit, but now you have a duplex. So fi financially, is it, uh, is it paying for itself and covering the mortgage with the rent that you're getting on that side? Or are you still in a uh, contribution phase at this point? No, we're still in the contribution phase. Um, right. uh, I can talk actual numbers if that's... Sure. Yeah, yeah. So um, our mortgage is about 3,700. So the, the, the duplex is uh, 4,600 square feet uh, total, and it's about split down the middle. Each side has three bedrooms, three baths, mm -hmm. um, and then a big, big backyard. And uh, and so the mortgage is 3,700, and uh, we rent out the other side for 19 uh, and pay, you know, 18 on for, you know, that's our share of the mortgage. Um, we purposely kept uh, the rent lower than we could get. Um, we we were told that we could probably get twenty one or twenty two hundred, uh, you know, for that side. Uh, but we purposely kept it low because um, you know we didn't want to be contributing to the the rental increase. You know, the, whatever's going on with rents. You know what I mean? We didn't want to just because we could. We felt that that was a fair price, and we wanted to attract you know a a, a good family. So. Well, I knew there was a reason that uh, you and I connected. Uh, I love people with the right heart. Um, I will give you some hardcore financial advice that actually backs up your plan. To all the landlords out there that are attempting to stiff everybody, at some point, that's going to end. Um, but the other big thing is a lot of the big landlords that do that have deep pockets and have capital. And you have to realize that if you're overcharging by $200 on that Eighteen two thousand dollar a month place. Uh, if somebody leaves because the rent's too expensive, and it takes you a month to get somebody else in, that's two thousand dollars. So people say, "Oh, you're leaving a hundred or two hundred dollars on the table every month." I, I don't look at it that way at all. I, I did that with all my rental properties. Usually a hundred to two hundred dollars under market value, and then guess what? Three four year tenants, and it's great. So, and you know, you're, you're a good person too. So karma's going to come on your side too. That's really nice, <laughs> yeah. but that's great because you, you had the foresight to do the planning and you're in a situation that you're, you know, over 2000 square feet for under 2000 bucks in gorgeous Tacoma. I mean, uh, Spokane, sorry, I was just up there. So I got confused <laughs> in gorgeous Spokane, you know, 2000 for 2000 square feet. That's incredible. What about the loan process? Um, how did that work out for you? Did you go to your unicorn Randy first and then uh, he finds someone for you or did you shop around? No, he actually provided me with a list of, I think, three or four lenders that he worked with uh, on a regular basis. And I called all of them and I went with the first person that called me back. Nice. <laughs> and, you know, and then that was it. I mean, um, and that's Mike Reese. And uh, he, uh, yeah, he treated us really well. That's fair. Wonderful. And you you got through the whole process uh, did, did you have the, the last minute phone calls or anything that freaked you out? Um, I know sometimes they ask for stuff like three days before you close or was the, was the, the process, I know you said it was quick. Was it smooth? Yeah, I'd say it was smooth. Um, there was, uh, so we ended up getting, uh, we had to get some help from my parents. Yep. So, you know, for the down payment and all that, and based off of, I don't know, mortgage math, I guess, you know, eventually I guess the only hiccup that the, that came was they told us we had to pay off uh, one of our cars. So, so we 
paid off one of the cars and uh and ended up actually being preferable <laughs> you know what i mean that worked out well and uh and that was really the only only hiccup i can remember uh, you know that's actually a good one um so for you listeners out there who aren't deep in the process yet, know that could be an option. Because uh, if you're in a situation where, let's say, you're going to get a $10,000 gift from your mom, your dad, your uncle to help you with the house, um, you might have $10,000 on a car left, and you might pay $500 a month. Well, if that $500 a month payment is gone, suddenly you can afford $50,000, maybe even $75,000 more home. Because they look at your debt-to-income ratio. They don't look at a $10,000 debt. They look at $500 a month you cannot put towards a mortgage that you have already slated for something else. So by re- instead of taking that $10,000 and putting it into your down payment, sometimes people will use gift money or their already saved down payment money and pay something off. So that's a, a wonderful uh, little tidbit for people to, to keep in mind. How was it doing the move cross country? Well, not cross country, I guess, uh, up and down country uh, with the dogs and at separate times. Yeah, that that was interesting. Um, we, uh, yeah, I just I once once we closed on the house. I I mean, she came up. Uh, my wife came up to uh, you know to get the keys and walk through the door and everything. She flew up for a few days. Yeah, and then she flew back down, and uh, and then I took some time off work, and we just packed everything up. It was it was fun actually. It was like a, a fun little road trip. Dogs in the back of the truck, and we have a little uh, a little Tacoma, you know, that uh, we were making maybe thirty five miles an hour with the the pe- gas pedal all the way down, getting up some <laughs> of getting up some of the grades, but it made it. And uh, yeah, it was it was a fun process. <laughs> Yes. Oh, the big move with the, yeah, because people always think, oh, oh, you're driving down the West Coast. It's no big deal. No, there's, there's, there's a few mountain ranges in there. So (laughs) yeah, that is fantastic. And how, so you've been in since you said July or August, we're February now. How are you settling in? How is everything? Yeah. I mean, everything's great. It's, um, uh, it's scary having this big thing that we now have to, to take care of, <laughs> you know? <laughs> um, so, you know, uh, we, we, uh, so just doing, you know, maintenance and, and little improvements and stuff. Um, I guess one of the things we did was, uh, that, that I like is we got a, um, uh, I pay for a home warranty, yes. um, you know, because I figure that'd be better to do it that way with the tenants and everything in case they have problems with anything. And so that's come in handy a couple of times. Um, and, uh, and other than that, just we're getting, getting settled. Life is, life is moving. Yeah. One of the, one of the big th- keys I tell people is if you own the place, uh, it, it can get pretty pricey after the first year or so, but keep that, that home warranty, um, mm-hmm. you know, because uh, it's funny, you're similar to where I live. Uh, 87's considered newer, and it's like, oh gosh, that's getting on 50 years now. Um, yeah. You know, because the other side of town is so old. Um, mm-hmm. But that's that's really important. Well, uh, this is so many different little pieces for everybody. Um, I think you know the biggest takeaway for me is the timing just worked out great that you you had planned on your own. So uh, if you guys are like Dan and you're already planned. Uh, jump in, get your matchmaking going. And uh, I mean, that's incredible. From April, May, June, July, you guys were figuring it out for, uh, across three states. That's pretty incredible. 
Well, thank you so much. Uh, appreciate you having uh, having being on the show and and giving all these great uh, nuggets for everybody, and most of all, making them feel pretty confident. Do you feel like pretty confident now, or do you just still kind of walk around in in a daze and can't believe you own a house? No, I feel I feel pretty confident. Honestly, yeah. I, I underestimated you know what 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 the change would be like. You know what I mean to to own a house. To it's psychologically it's um. Yeah, it's pretty significant. So I'm, I'm, I feel really fortunate that I have the opportunity to do so. You know, well, I tell people all the time this is going to be really funny because, you know, in ten years we're going to look back and uh, hopefully I'll be on a sailboat somewhere just kicking back. But it, it's it, it's fun and it's exciting right now. But boy, this is going to be so exciting for you and your family in ten years. You're in that kind of property at your age already collecting rent in a duplex, you're going to be in a wonderful, stable place in the rest of your life. And uh, I'm really glad my silly little podcast helped you get there. Yeah. Well, <laughs> th thank you very much. Yeah, you always make me, you know, feel good about about this process and that decision. And, uh, and uh, yeah, I mean, I, I can't say enough uh, just how it just feels like it was supposed to be right. Like that. I just found your podcast. I listened to a couple episodes. I texted you, you know, and then everything that I've just described and it just kind of fell into place. And, you know, I personally, you know, sometimes I feel like, Oh, how did I get in this house? I don't even fully understand like the mortgage process or the loan process or whatever. And, uh, and I just, you know, want to just say that, like, that just, I just chose to trust you, right? <laughs> like for whatever reason. And, uh, and, and then it just happened. So, I mean, if anybody's that's listening and feels, uh, overwhelmed or whatever, you know, it's, uh, just trust it, you know, that's perfect. I tell people all the time, I in no way consider myself, uh, this on the same level as, you know, doctors who perform surgeries on people, but there is somewhat of an analogy that at some point, you know, someone's going to open me up and and fix my knee or my shoulder or my heart. I'm not going to know everything about how they did it, but I'm going to have a better life because I did the research and found the right people and trusted them and did the surgery as opposed to putting it off. So uh, thanks for trusting in me. And again, I'm not a doctor and I do not play one on TV. Thank you so much, Dan. Uh, it was awesome. And uh, we'll be getting this out to all the people. So enjoy your home up there. Thanks. Thank you so much. You know, sometimes I really don't have very much to say after these interview podcasts. You know, all I can say is hit the rewind button and listen for the nuggets of wisdom. Awesome nuggets. Dip them in honey mustard. Don't you dare say barbecue or ranch. Honey mustard is the only nugget sauce. Eat up those nuggets of wisdom. Dan dropped some really good ones. Trust the process. Uh, he talked about buying an old home versus a newer home. I uh, talked about moving with dogs. Very important. One of the big things I hope that you heard was uh, they were able to buy a duplex because they had prepared many years before that. Prepare, 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 and you're going to have options when you make your move. That means get off your ass right now and go to howtobuyahome.com instead of just listening to this podcast while you're working out or driving to work or walking the dog. Hoping that having me in your ear holes will magically give you all of the expertise that you need for your specific local purchasing deal. It's not going to fix your finances. Spoiler alert, you're not going to be able to plan on your own as well as you could if you did with a professional. I'm good, but I can't help you through your ear holes. You got to go and talk to somebody. It's like trying to swim across a pool. Can you do it with 
a kettlebell or two tied around your waist? Yes. Will you go faster without the kettlebells? Yes. It's a terrible analogy because I'm telling you to add a unicorn. But in the analogy, I said to add a kettlebell, but that's, ah, you know what I meant. One other cool thing was Dan realized that ignorant wasn't a bad word. Not knowing is only bad if you live in that place and you don't get a professional team and you decide to stay ignorant. That's where the derogatoriness of ignorant comes from. But in general, ignorant ain't bad. And two more great nuggets uh, for you guys to think about. A lot of people ask me all the time about buying duplexes. It seems like everyone thinks that's a great hack to do. Hey, in some places, for some people, it can work. Did you hear? Uh, Dan didn't even think about it until he heard someone talk about it on the podcast. It's not for everyone. Uh, it's not in every place. Um, but, you know, I don't recommend that you decide, well, I'm really set on that if you don't have all the information. Uh, and if you listen to the last urgent market update podcast, I really don't recommend that right now you save up for an extra year or two so your first purchase can be a duplex because you think you're going to own real estate and take over the world. Right now, renting for another year or two could cost you a lot more. But if you don't ask, you won't know. Get your support team, ask, and see if it's a plan that you want to explore. And the last great nugget that I want to talk to you about was he had that cool little trick where I, I think I, actually, I think is, this is the last one because I, I realized I maybe can't tell you this because I might lose my license if I actually advocate this. So I, I won't repeat it. I'll just I'll just tell you guys, if, if you kind of remember, you can go back and rewind to the part where he talked about buying a home out of town with a new job, uh, even though maybe it wasn't the, the long-term job that he wanted, uh, but it did help him get approved. And then he kept the job until he closed the paperwork and got the house. And so, boy, I think I might have actually lost my license just with that mumbling right there. So uh, forget it. I take it all back. Follow all the rules of your mortgage. I never said any of that. I'm done. Subscribe, rate, review. I'm out of here before I get in any more trouble. See ya. I'm gone. So long, guys. Oh, crap. I forgot. Uh, you can do this. <laughs>